Couch Co-op Podcast. I'm Ian. I'm Jared. And uh, episode 18. Woo! 18. And it's a uh, crazy week. Yeah, I've been I've been <laughs> quite busy work and you seem a travel fl- and flustered today. <laughs> yeah, I've been driving a lot today and this week and work has been very busy. So, yeah. Oh, I'm I've this is my last week that I'm off. That's right. So that's I'm, right. I'm just uh, trying to get through, and it's a busy week for me. But I didn't that's have, good. Didn't have to drive too much today. Did you get to any games though? What have you been playing? The only thing I really got to touch this week, uh, I got to play like three or four hours of the Destiny Alpha. And I want it. You want it? I want it. What did the, what did the alpha, alpha entail? What did you get to do? Well, the, um, as far as I could tell, there was only one story quest. Which was just kind of like he was leading you along the way. It was your AI leading the way, but nothing really going on there. They definitely don't want to reveal anything right. to the public about the story, so you can tell that. And there was a, a co-op mission. You had to do it online with a couple other people in the Devil's Bowl or whatever the crap that is. They showed a trailer for that on uh their website quite a while ago but i had a lot of fun how's it handle how's it look it feels great it looks pretty darn good i mean it's i don't know if it's like made to blow your mind or anything like that some of the things look half between borderlands and half between halo so it's uh definitely not disappointing right um, it looks great though i mean it's alpha right there's a possibility a lot of textures could change. I didn't notice any low-res stuff and really crappy-looking things. It all looked really good pretty polished so far for being so early in the... Well, I don't know if it's so early in the dev cycle, but <laughs> right. in the in the Playable. letting people play it cycle. Right, right. Uh, I read this morning that uh, it's still open. You can play at your own risk. Oh, they didn't, awesome. They didn't end it last night, and they tweeted this morning, yeah, you guys, it's still open, but play at your own risk because it... They, I don't know. It could just die, or they could shut it down any time. But yeah, I don't mind. I'm I pre-ordered, so I'll be in the beta in July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I texted you this weekend. It's like I got an invite to the alpha. It must be because I logged in on your PS4 or something. It could have been. That must have been why, because I don't have a PS4. But they sent me a an invite for the alpha, and I was like, "What? Yeah, that's awesome. That was weird, but yeah, jump in, come on." But obviously, it's not ready for the PS3 yet. Um, so that's cool though. Um, what it, and that's it. All you've been playing, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, there there's three classes, and uh, of course, people are always wanting to know which one, which one, which one. I only got to try one, so I don't know how the other two classes are. But I tried the hunter. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and what was his like skill set? Um, you could hit L and R one, and it would like turn it into a flaming gun. So you had like three rounds that were super powered uh-huh. that you can shoot. So is the hunter like a rain, like a rogue or something equivalent, or? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's the slow, or I'm mean not slow, but speedy. Right, right, right. One, yeah. And there's like a tank class, and then like a. Yeah, I think that's class the Titan or... and the Warlock. The Warlock is. Oh, like the magical more, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, oh. I, I would assume, but. Um, I didn't. As I said, I didn't get to try them, and I'm not one to like 
dig into everything that a company releases for a game because I like the surprise of right. the world when I'm, I jump in. So, you know, when I finally get a jump in and people are asking me questions online or whatever, I'm like, I don't know. I haven't made it to that right. part of the game yet where, you know, a lot of these drooling fans waiting for the game know, like, all the specifics about the classes and yeah, what do you all th- that. What do you think about, like, you know, people like that, get hardcore into like betas and they want to be a part of it and they play like through the like a whole bunch of the beta and then it's like it really kind of leaves not a lot to your imagination when you actually play the game the finished product well i know i know exactly what you mean because i've been part of several betas but i've not left much feedback i leave feedback every once in a while but i'm not trying to like throw curveballs at the company about what they should change i don't know crap about code or any of that i'm not a bug test or anything like that so i mean i don't know how i would actually be a good part of a beta except for saying hey it works it looks great but do you think it ruins it the game for you uh so far out of all the betas i've been in I've only really played ones that are like only online. Like I, I did. I was in the Mag beta, right. and after the game got released, I didn't play it. Mm. But since uh, Bungie, you know, they're not releasing really anything about the story, and it's just kind of showing me the gameplay and some of the little quests you can do to earn experience and money and that kind of thing. And of course, the online battles, uh, just showing you some of the meat. But there's still. But you'll get into the beta because you pre-ordered, right? Yeah, I, I got my code and I already submitted it. So, like, you'll obviously play a lot more of the game. It'll release a lot more information on the game. How much of the game do you think you'll actually play? I will probably play a good chunk of it because I think they'll probably introduce the thing like, okay, uh, if you were in the beta, you get to carry your character forward or something like that. So, I mean, if I can do that, that'd be pretty cool, but... I mean, you you don't you're not stuck to just one character. You can create whatever class you want and have multiple saves. Cool. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to check it out. I'm actually considering the the bundle that they announced at uh, E3 with the white plate PS4. It looks pretty cool. And if the game is awesome, then I'm totally into it. Especially well, that that's something we didn't mention in the last episode. That's one of the things we missed when the E3 app Froze. failed us failed. on the PS4. Right. <laughs> Which I guess it didn't fail other people, but... I, yeah, who knows? Know. Maybe Why? it was the internet connection or something. Maybe. Who knows? I don't think it was my yeah, internet. I know. But. You have fast connection. <laughs> I have to. I'm a gamer. Um, so I've been playing pretty much just Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. It's good, huh? It is pretty awesome. With the, <laughs> with the exception that with it's the, Assassin's Creed. Exactly. Like, if it wasn't... <sighs> if they didn't tie it into Assassin's Creed and it was just a badass pirate game, yeah, I would have bought it. There's so many... It's a great game. It is. But it's, it's my favorite of the series by far. The story... I think the story is awesome. Like, I don't think any of the Assassin's Creed have had as strong a story. I'm not done with it yet, so I don't know how it ends, so I could... Save that for later, table that. But so far, I think the story is the most interesting out of all of them. Are you including the Abstergo stuff or just the things oh, inside well, the Animus? Let's not get into that. Assassin's Creed's issue, that whole Animus outside the Animus stuff, has always sucked. Yeah, I've never and liked it. I wish they would just get rid of that, but uh, I'll deal with it at this point. I, at least they made it not so... With all the jumping, like the old ones where you had to jump and do all this stuff. Yeah. Now it's just kind of a first person. Pretty slow pace. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's a way smaller. I'm not a fan of the computer hacking stuff. I feel like they gave that to like some teenager intern to develop or something because it's so kind of 
chintzy, chintzy, you know, poorly made. Doesn't look that good. It's really weird. Well, all the mini games that you do, I could imagine like having a secondary phone or something like that, just playing these mini games on your cell phone. Right. But uh, still, it still runs into all those issues that Assassin's Creed for me has that drive me nuts. Like uh, I'll enter into a battle, like a ship battle. And it's like, oh, I want to go around that island so I can draw their fire off the island, right? So, like, they don't shoot me. I go, you know, kind of split mm-hmm. in between. But then, oh, magical Assassin's Creed desync wall. Yeah. Can't go that way. And my, because my boat is so slow, I'm trying to turn out of it. You can't turn yeah. out of it and it's hard desync. to turn. Oh, it's... my gosh. So there's there's brilliant moments, and then there's such aggravation that pisses me off. I was like, why is yeah. it? Why do you do this to me? I hit the magical border several times. <laughs> it's like, what is that? Yeah. So, anyway, and that's just one small gripe of many with Assassin's Creed. But I think the setting and the character and the – I hate pirates, but I like this game. Look at – even on my PS3 right now, I I got the uh, – Oh, you do Assassin's, have a theme. I'm Look a at that. Pirate theme. I didn't know if you knew this, but if you – in the main menu, there's the Uplay uh, section. Mm-hmm. And you click it and you can download all this stuff. I didn't download any of it because I didn't want themes. Oh, this theme? Well, there's also weapons for multiplayer and some costumes and weapons. I didn't touch the multiplayer. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah? I had a lot of fun. I'm already at level five. I might go back to it after I'm done. It's pretty fun. Hmm. Anyway, I've always liked Assassin's Creed multiplayer, actually. It's pretty... It's different. Well, sadly, I, I didn't buy the game, so I had to bust through the story. You know what was stupid is that we probably should have just split the difference on the cost when it was new, because at the... You could... I You know... Buy the PS3 version and then ten bucks more. I could have got the PS4 That's version. That's true. If we were smart, we could have. I yeah. could have split the cost on that. Anyway, that's all I've really been playing. So uh, yeah, that's uh, nothing else. Pretty tame week. Yeah. Well, I've been just playing that. Well, I also. This is off topic, but got through all of Game of Thrones last this weekend. So. I'm oh, I still need that. to watch the last episode of this current season. So don't don't mention any of that. <laughs> I've read the book, so I have a good idea, but I would like to see how HBO does it. Yeah. Well, it's good. Anyway, so uh, what are we going to talk about this week? Topic of the week. Transition. Uh, I guess we're going to first just kind of catch up on some E3 stuff that we forgot to mention and talk about Nintendo a little bit. Yeah. So any uh, before we talk about Nintendo, any kind of stuff that you want to, from the other two, or just from the show in general that was announced that you want to talk about? Well... Nothing, I don't know, I, as I said, I've been really busy, but uh, the main cool thing that I pointed out to several of my friends that will likely buy a PS4 by the end of this year because of Grand Theft, well, yeah, Grand Theft Auto V coming out to it, but um, I'm not sure if you mentioned that, well, yeah, you mentioned it last week, but I was kind of unsure, but yeah, you'll definitely be able to import your PS3 or Xbox 360, probably even Xbox One characters. I think all the online characters are just synced onto the uh, website for Rockstar. So it doesn't really matter what system you're going to play on. Uh, They haven't really detailed if you can do it uh, more than just once or Mm -hmm. anything, but that's really cool. Really cool. I think, of course, Sony is the only one that really mentioned that, just to throw another curveball at him. Right. I think the most exciting thing for me, I mean, I knew in the Sony press conference they they talked about, uh, they showed the Metal Gear Solid Five trailer. And it's, you know, impressive, but it's just a CG trailer like all those kind of game trailers are. But towards the end of the convention, 
they actually had a behind doors 20 minutes of gameplay of the game that a lot of the press people got to see. And a lot of them are saying it's one of the most spectacular things they've ever seen. And it was also, I, I think, uh, Destructoid, the guy, the editor for, or the writer for that said it's like the most exciting thing he saw in the whole show. It just uh, blew his mind how awesome it was. So I'm now even more excited for that game. And to show Ian's excitement, he decided to change his Facebook profile picture to Snake. Oh, and and uh, not just Snake, but also on my cover photo. And your cover. It's the timeline of yes. all Metal Gear Solid. I just think it's awesome, the fact that like this game has gone like now full circle. Because this is this is the part where we learn why Big Boss becomes the villain yeah. of the original game. So it's it's I don't know. That's I, pretty great. I I like the idea. That's great that they're closing that gap and in the I, world. I guess it's a lot more the game like Ground Zeroes was just kind of a test and open world and the game to see that they could do it. Uh, this Fat and Pain is like a lot more like Peace Walker. And if you played Peace Walker, there's a lot of these elements they added, and I guess they just take them a lot deeper in Phantom Pain. So. I'm super excited, but that game's a ways off still. But I think that's really all that... I mean, there's a couple little things here and there that I'm interested in, but that's by far the... I'm always... I'm a Metal Gear Solid fanboy, so it's always oh, my yeah, number yeah. one thing. Number one fan. So uh, let's talk about Nintendo's, not press conference, but like little 40-minute show. Digital that, event. Well, TV yeah, show. I think made. is what they called it. TV show. Well... I think the most memorable part of that for me was the opening. People have mentioned it just kind of on the by and by on all the podcasts I've listened to, but um, it was Iwata and uh, uh, Fizame, Reggie Fizame, duking it out in this kind of Smash Brothers brawl style, and they nailed it. It was such a cool production. I thought it was just one of the coolest things because. I'm a big fan of Reggie Fizeme. He's, he's such a tank. I don't know. His personality's interesting, and it was kind of cool to see him in that form fighting against Iwata. Isn't this what they did? It was just, really cool. Didn't they do this last year? I don't. They, they did this. a digital event, okay. but I didn't watch it. Okay, okay. Because, yeah, the last couple of years they haven't done a press conference. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, probably because it's expensive. I'll, I mean, Nintendo's not swimming in the money, you think? Well, they have plenty of money still built up from the Wii. That was a huge success. I couldn't imagine their bank accounts are empty. Watching watching that event, though, does that at all interest you in buying a Wii? Wii U? There's some cool games, some cool <laughs> concepts, and, of course, I love Zelda. Uh, the open-world Skyrim Zelda. But it was very produced. So oh, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what the game's actually going to look like. I mean, I still haven't played Skyward Sword, and I would love to. And if I ever picked up a Wii U, I'd be able to, because <laughs> I I don't have a Wii anymore. So I I think if I was to pick it up, it would definitely be my Legend of Zelda Station, because they didn't announce any official Metroid stuff, which I'm a huge fan of, but. Like, Reggie wore a Metroid pin on the last day of E3, I think it was. Right. Just a tease. But he was wearing a Mario pin. I think he was wearing property pins. Yeah, he he could have been. I I didn't research uh, or have a chance to research anything about the Star Fox. Did they even show that on the floor Uh, on the last day? Well, no, I don't know if they showed it. I know they teased it. Yeah, in the video, video, they had Miyamoto playing it, just kind of teasing it. It was all blurred out, so thanks for that. But, uh... 
a lot of like the press and the podcast are saying like, oh, this is Nintendo making a strong showing, and like all these people are saying, oh, now I'm definitely going to buy a Wii U and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't, I, I have a Wii U. I have no games for it, and none of those games really. I, maybe I'm just negative, Nancy here, but. Well, you've said multiple times you're not a big fan of cutesy games, and none of those games had like a adult tone to them. They're all well, Bayonetta. Like, Bayonetta cutesy. was the only one, and I I'll definitely pick up Bayonetta because it's exclusive to the Wii. That will probably be the first and only game, game. you buy for it then, <laughs> probably. But I just feel like everyone <laughs> everyone's screaming original IPs, original IPs, and then Nintendo just throws out a whole bunch of like Zelda, Mario, Yoshi, Toad. Kirby, all these, I was like, oh, they're so beautiful and great, and the art style's awesome. Well, where's your, you know, while you're ragging on the other two companies for not giving original IPs, then you're just going to bow down on Nintendo because it's like, oh, you guys are giving us the same thing you've been giving us for years, but they look better. It's like, ah, come on. So, is Nintendo the actual developer of that new, what, the Ink one? What was that called? Okay, that one I am interested in, but... But only slightly, because none of you guys have Wii U, so where am I gonna, who am I going to play that with? Well, it's split screen. I don't even know if it's online. Oh, I don't... Because well, Nintendo's still not really huge on the online thing. Mario Kart's they, online. They have the ability, but I don't think they are thinking it's where they're going. I thought it was online. I don't know. Oh, well, even... I what, do you remember what the game's called? I don't uh, really know. Splatoon. Yeah, Splatoon. You play a... Basically, it's like that... Uh, like that game mode in paintball or a bomberman where you paint the floor. You basically try yeah. to cover as much area with paint as possible, and it looks cool. It's kind of a cool take on a, like a third person. I am I am really curious about game. that game because they only showed the one game mode. I couldn't imagine it's that minimal. Oh, I'm sure they are going to have other. Modes, yeah, there's like, going to be other modes like a paintball team deathmatch type thing. I'm sure there'll be different types of modes, but it's like. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, there will be the obvious infection mode. I Keep guess somebody with your paint and I guess I listened to DLC. They were talking about how like you, uh, the default is like uh, use the gyro the gyroscope control controls on the so with the pad with the pads. So you're looking. Some people like it. Some people don't. But yeah, most know. people I listened to weren't a big fan of it. But I just in general, I'm just meh. Nintendo games. I don't know. People just still have such a. Nostalgia love for that for the all their games. That's that's true. If, if I had a Wii U, I'd probably own all the <laughs> Nintendo IPs. I really would. Uh, maybe I'll just like borrow your system until you finally buy a game. <laughs> I'd be interested in the, in the Zelda one, the open world one. That's I mean, it's different. It looks you know they they didn't announce a release date for that, right? Um, probably no. not. Well, not an announced year even. So it, it could be a couple of years off. Right. They still, I mean, they just teased it, but yeah. it was moving and flowing a little bit, so that was kind of cool. So I yeah, mean, they, well, what they showed looked wonderful. But uh, and Nintendo, I don't know. It's I find it odd that I'm I was gifted a Wii U and. <laughs> You're the <laughs> biggest non-fan biggest of non-fan. Nintendo. Except for Bayonetta. I'm a huge fan of that game. And being that that's an exclusive, I'm definitely going to pick that up. Plus, you get Bayonetta 1. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. Uh, are, they're redoing the graphics, aren't they? Right, because you can also, in Bayonetta 1, you can wear costumes. You can. Wear well, them. they're all costumes based on Nintendo, Nintendo characters. characters. But, you know, it's kind of goofy and fun. Yeah. To wear, walk around in the Metroid outfit is cool. Well, I'm really curious how they're going to do the second one because the first one was 
pretty sexy. Yeah. And I, I don't think Nintendo wants their characters to be portrayed in that I manner. Don't I don't so. know. They had a couple uh, pretty gruesome... Uh, there's another game that's... Uh, I forgot who the developer is, but it's like kind of like a shooting zombie sword shotgun game. It's pretty bloody. But I, it's not going to have Nintendo characters in it. No, it's not going to have Nintendo that, Well, like... Uh, I, oh, I see what you're saying. I see yeah, saying. well, when I saw the trailer for Bayonetta 2, I, I was expecting... I heard you say that, yeah, they're going to have Samus in it from Metroid. I'm like, oh, I could see Bayonetta pulling off the Zero suit. That's the really tight blue suit, but they they it's actually not, put her in the power suit. Yeah, so power suit. it looks kind of goofy. It's not sexy like Bayonetta. Yeah, so I, I think it's just more of a gimmick than a... It's, uh, yeah, know. it's it's. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how they pull those costumes off. Cause well, when I pick it up and I play through it, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'll have her dressed as Princess Peach the whole time. I'm sure. No, what? You're her whatever. number one fan. Whatever. Um. So, anything else from Nintendo we want to talk about? I don't know. Not really. I'm so. I'm happy they did not push their fitness plan and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I thought stuff. that was coming. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people were expecting them to push like their uh, sensors and all that stuff on them for fitness. Mm-hmm. But and I, I get, don't even think they mentioned it during the show at all. Yeah, the only fitness we got was from like Ubisoft in that, yeah, no, just that kind of like Kinect game thing. that like no one's going to buy because no one's going to have a Kinect now. But huh. anyway. Well, um, come on. At least 5 million people have... I think the it's new Connect. I think it's four point three million. Could be. <laughs> I wonder what the sales numbers are now. I wonder how many if they're just flying off the shelves now with no Connect. Uh, yeah, the sales will increase, but we'll see how quickly. Um, I guess that uh, behind closed doors, or I don't know if they played it, but uh, that Bloodborne game, the exclusive that's like from the Dark Souls guys. That is pretty much like a Dark Souls game. It sounds really cool. Um, it like sounds more accessible. But it's basically the same type of game, I guess. Yeah. But uh, it sounds like they took a lot of the details out. Like a lot of people, when they're playing an RPG, they like all the numbers and stats and all that to look at. And this is pretty simplified, it sounds like. So something a little easier to access. But the game looks great. Going back to Destiny, they don't do that. They don't have the like Borderlands where the numbers... When you shoot stuff, yeah, they do. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, I thought they didn't do that. Yeah, I, I saw it. Oh, really? Oh, that's weird. I, I love that. Someone was saying that they uh, on the uh, podcast that, that didn't happen. Maybe that. it was just the specific weapon that I had. I don't know. Oh, so that's... Oh, okay, that's cool. I was, like, afraid that it wasn't going to do that. Yeah, it, maybe it wasn't on every shot I did, but on, maybe it was just the specific weapon that I had. I don't oh, know. weird. Huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, even on, like, the big bosses, I could tell, like, I was shooting him in the leg, and it took 83 off, and I shot him in the armor hole, and it was only taking 23. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I correct myself. Yeah. Any other E3 stuff that we want to throw out before we move on? Mm, I think we're good. All right. All right. We're going to move on to the actual topic of the week. Topics. Topics. Hot. Um... What are we talking about? Franchises. Yeah, we're just talking about basic great franchises. franchises. Awesome. Yeah. What well, makes it? What, what, what do you think makes a great franchise? It's generally not the first game in the series. It's usually the second one that just kind of wraps everything together and entrances you in this great world that they create. Like in your experience, Metal Gear Solid Two, and recent experience for me, Mass Effect Two. 
You know, like they just jump or throw you into this world after the, you know, the first one, just kind of a trial run to see, hey, are people going to like this? And they, of course, have a story and some characters that you'll like. And the ones that people like, they'll actually bring forward and just completely develop the world and beyond in the game. So I think it all rounds down to my normal thing as characters. Right. I think character is number one. Like if, if, and then in the story, well, it's kind of two things. Cause like in the story, you build the character. So if the story builds the character, well, then I want to spend more time with that character, obviously. Yeah. Um, this is why Mario brothers is kind of mind boggling to myself because they really don't create any character. It just, you just are this dude plumber guy. There's a very lack of story. Well, come on. Have you ever watched the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? (laughs) Swing your arms. That's awful. From side to side. That's awful. (laughs) Come on. That was a character right there. That's awful. They were dirty, ugly, plumber dudes that lived in Boston. You might as well just bring up the Super Mario Brothers movie for that that matter. I, I have to admit I've never watched it, and I'm very happy that I haven't. We should do a episode on, like, uh, just video game movies. Oh, man. I'd actually have to watch some of them. I haven't watched most video game movies because I know they're just going to be terrible. Like, uh, they've released several fighting game ones. Oh, I've seen most of them. Yeah. Oh, oh I love those. Because they're so a, bad. They're, a guilty they're great. Pl- it's a guilty pleasure of mine. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. No, but, like, I think it is character and story. And, like, Mario, one, two, three... And then Mar- Super Mario World. This, what is this story? Is the same? It's you have no idea what this plumber is actually like. Yeah, you, yeah. I, he doesn't have a personality. He's always happy. He's always <laughs> saying Yahoo, and he always says his name. It's a me, <laughs> Mario. But like, I, I never. That's about you know, all I know. About I gone. I went back and played the, you know, the Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two. But, you know, those games never really got into, you know, it was never really, it's not that character or the, the story is just kind of, you have to read a lot. And it's like, meh. But when I played that first Metal Gear Solid, it's like, that totally changed for me. It's like, or Metal Gear Solid 2 for me. But then I went back and played Metal Gear Solid. But the story, the storytelling in both those games is like phenomenal and makes me want to know more, play more. I So that's why I went back and played those games. But, well... You like films a lot. Do you think that's a reason that you liked Metal Gear Solid as a series so much? Because it's almost like watching a film because it's produced and directed so probably. well in the cinematics. I think that's probably why I like most games. Um, I would say that's probably why I like most games. Because of the direction that the producers take it? In the storytelling, I like the over-the-top. I mean, I don't like all... Like Jap- it's weird because Japanese storytelling can be very flamboyant, over a little the top too and crazy. over the top and weird. But I like it in Metal Gear Solid because I feel like it balances out the kind of just hardcore war, kind of what the story is like in. So it kind of adds some levity, and it's interesting. And I feel like maybe it is a little over the top, but like it makes that character kind of like yeah. I mean, it makes you that a memorable character. Yeah. So I don't know. So I guess I guess I just, I can't relate to Mario because there's nothing to relate to. Whereas I can relate 
to Snake on some level because he's cool or he does the right thing or he seems like a hero. Yeah. Where Mario just... But he, to... he doesn't... I, that's one thing I like about Snake. He's like, he doesn't really want to be the hero. He doesn't even think he is. He just does what he needs to. So why is Mario a franchise then? Is this because it's cute and the levels are fun and it's like... It's more... Is that more of a video game? Is that why Mario is more of a video game? He's... It's a gameplay franchise? I th- yeah, well, yeah, of course, because Nintendo always nails the controls and people recognize Mario. Because I'm, I'm guessing these days Mario is way more recognizable than any Disney character. Well, why, there was that. Is that still true, you think? I would assume. I mean, when was the last time you saw Mickey in a movie? Uh, pretty soon, probably. It'll probably be Star Wars Mickey, but yeah, who knows? Now, lately, not ever. You're right. Yeah, how many generations of kids... May have seen Mickey, but probably haven't because he's only on like late night cartoon TV networks. And there was a time probably where the Looney Tunes were more popular than Disney characters. Looney what? Remember Space Jam with Michael Jordan? Don't you remember that? There's Lo- a time Lo- Lo- Looney what? Looney Tunes. Are, are they? Do they still make things? Bugs Bunny. Is he still around? Uh, well, Who, who's that? For a while he was. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So all these big <laughs> video game franchises, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, Nintendo has those characters, and that's what's in the world, and that's what people see. They're on commercials all over the place. They're probably on billboards in some cities. I don't know. What other franchises? What other franchises are awesome? Or just uh, you, you would strongly disagree with me on this, at least in past... Because uh, in the current, I'm not a big fan, but Final Fantasy. That's a huge franchise, though. It is. It's a long-running franchise of the Final Fantasy of somebody. Well, what I enjoyed about them, <laughs> I do like the story behind that. But uh, we'll maybe get to that. But um, Final Fantasy, back in the day, even up through 9, I think, even 10, I think, all the characters that they introduced always had like this cool background and you as the main character. You know, you always kind of had a main character that the game revolved around that you always controlled. And that person, from their perspective, you saw all these different story arcs from the different people in the game. But in recent ones, uh, especially Final Fantasy thirteen, it's like as you're playing through it, you're seeing it from all these different players' eyes. Like, you don't get to control one main character through the game. So, like, that kind of stuff confused me. Like, what character am I supposed to actually like? I don't like most of them. <laughs> right. And then they created sequels on the least charismatic character in the series, Lightning. So, I mean, the disinterest couldn't have been higher in the newer ones. But the old ones, I, I'm still always, like, thinking of different characters here and there in the series. Well, Final Fantasy is a lucky one because the gist of that franchise is that technically each game in the proper series is never a sequel. It's a new Final Fantasy, but it's never the same characters. It's just... And so you can't really... that The characters or the story, you can't really get fatigued from. Yeah. But the gameplay, I think, currently... You can definitely get, get fatigued, fatigued from, from it, and I think that's whereas. So you, always, but the funny thing about that franchise is like you keep hearing people like, "Oh, I think I'm just kind of done with Final Fantasy." The new one comes out, everyone plays I'll, it. I'll buy the next See, one. It's like it's just weird. Like everyone says, but they are so 
hardcore adamant about that franchise that even if you're not 100%. Well, these days, I think a lot of that has to do with just... It's stupid. I'm I'm not like a person that only buys games because they have good graphics. But Final Fantasy or Square always paints these beautiful backgrounds. Their artists in that company are some of the best in the industry. Mm-hmm. So there's always something really amazing to look at. I, I may not like the games as... I'm not a big fan of the turn-based uh, old-school JRPGs. I'm, I'm tired of most of those. I was impressed. I did finally play my first Final Fantasy game, even though it was 14 in the MMO. I thought it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed that quite a bit. And I would say that if in a few, I don't know, however many years it takes them to make another MMO, I'd be interested in going back to that world. Because even though the characters change, the Final Fantasy universe still adheres to a mythos where you still see recognizable things and i do think that that world is really well crafted and uh the music that they produce for the games and the characters and the there is something cool about that franchise yeah and uh if they made like just a standalone single player game that didn't have that turn-based old school system that was more like a dragon age or a skyrim i i would totally pick i would totally get in on that but i don't think they're ever well, maybe they will, but I, at this point, I feel like it's never going to change. Well, yeah, back in the day, Square was inventing, pretty much inventing the genre. They kept on advancing the battle system, and they still change it and change it, but they're not pulling away from that obnoxious turn-based thing. They, I'm sure they can think of something that works a lot better. It sounds like Final Fantasy thirteen two. Yes, that's totally a title. <laughs> uh it had a pretty cool battle system that was more action-based, and you could swap, like, uh, what uh, skill sets that you had on the fly. Mm-hmm. So it made battles interesting, but uh, I didn't ever try it. You know you know what's interesting, too, is, like, I'm not a big turn-based guy, but uh, I find myself very into simple turn-based stuff, like on Assassin's Creed Four, where you go and you do the fleet stuff. And then you have to clear out, like, you have to ship stuff to certain places, but you have to do, like, battles. Yeah. So you add boats, and then, like, one fires and fires. Very simplistic turn-based. Like, the most simplistic. Well, yeah, you don't even have to watch it. You just click a few buttons saying, send all my ships this way. No, but when you do the battles, you hit battle, and then you, you click a couple boats, and then you have to, like, yours fires, and then you can shoot it, like, a little, like, a a barrel to blow it up. Yeah, those are fun. And it's like... This is really simple, and I like it. I enjoy it because I feel like it's not super complicated or convoluted. And it's like, or like, or like in well, you didn't mention this, but you're playing South Park still. I am. Did you? You haven't beat it yet. I still haven't beat it. And I dig. I actually dug that turn-based system. It's kind of simple and easy, and it keeps you interested because you have to react to the battle as you're doing it because you have to defend yourself right and, it's like kind of and you can time things to attack and hurt people more so if that was like a piece of a game but not the entirety of the attacking of a game i could probably buy into that well you have the Wii U maybe Super Mario RPG is in the virtual <laughs> console for it i'm not going to buy a mario game no Mario, oh, but it's made by Square. Oh, that's, Come on, yeah. see that's back that's in their back in their heyday. That's two. That's two franchises, kind of. It's like a Mario Final Fantasy. 
but I like Kingdom Hearts. That's kind of action. It's it's. <laughs> I've never played anything like Super Mario RPG. Did they mention anything about Kingdom Hearts three at E three? No, not really. I think it's there was a new trailer that came out. Oh really? Yeah, I, I think so. I didn't watch the trailer, but I I saw like here's the link for the new trailer. Oh, hmm. No, so like Final Fantasy is a really good one. I I just. Uh, what is the new what is the new game they're supposedly working on for that? I don't think they've given it an official name. It's Final Fantasy 15. But they haven't. I would love to see them go away from the Final Fantasy name, but it'll never happen. This far into the game, they're not going to just release a game called Final Fantasy. Well, it won't make money. That's yeah. a, that's the thing about a franchise at this point. It's like I feel like Ubisoft wanted to make a pirate game, but they didn't want to make a pirate game. They wanted, so they decided to make an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, sadly, it wouldn't have sold as much if it was that's, just a pirate game. Yeah, right. So that's just a of, game called Black Flag. That's the problem with franchises. I think it's like, uh, well, it's it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing. A, it lets you, you know, do new things, but it also make. I think it makes like, you know, the CEOs say, well, what if we just call it Assassin's Creed? Then we'll make a lot of money off of it, and then you guys still get to make your game. You know, so it's kind of. It's one of those things. I don't know. What other franchises have done something like that? Where it's like it was a game, but it changed. Oh, Red Faction did that. They went from first person. That's right. To went third to person third person. And destruction open world game. Well, yeah, because the, the last one was third person as well, right? Third person. It wasn't an open world, though. It wasn't open world? It was. Oh, so they uh, just made that go away? Um. Well, it's kind of. Well, because what they do, well, what they do with that one is that they go underground. Yeah. So it's kind of you go here, go there. So yeah, I didn't give that franchise too much love in the later, like uh, after Gorilla. What was the one that came out? I didn't play that one. Armageddon. Armageddon. I and you it was, said it was pretty great. It's a good game. It's just and it has some. I mean, when you're up on land, there is some open area, but it's not completely open like Gorilla was. You and that. That was always a different character, right? Uh, I think he's... Oh, it's a different character because it's in the future. Yeah. But you're still fighting the same people. Yeah, you're just always a rebel fighting the government. Right, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, Red Faction, so that makes sense. But I don't know. If if that had a better character, I think it may have done a little better because... I think it would... I don't remember even knowing any of the characters' names in the Red Faction series. Oh, yeah, right? I, that's, I think that's the problem with Red Faction. There's not, like, an identifiable character, yeah. whereas... Um, it's just some random dude on it's the box. Mars. You're fighting on Mars. It's yeah. the fighting on Mars game. So, But I've always really liked that franchise. Yeah. And, uh, well, so. yeah, I just bought Red Faction 2 PS2 edition on, oh, my, sis, on my PS3 for a buck. Such a good game. Yeah. Oh, aren't we having game night at your place? Yeah, we're oh, going to. We'll, we'll probably play some Red Faction 2. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'll pull that one out. That's cool. Um, but, like, uh, we, we talk about Grand Theft Auto. I mean, you're talking about a franchise that, like, started uh, 2D, top-down, and then totally changed games by going third-person open world. So that was, like, a, a change in... Well, technically, 2D top-down was open world, too. But yeah, that that franchise, I'm probably one of the few people in the world that hasn't given it a proper chance because <laughs> I, I played a little bit of the very first one on PC. I think it was the first one. My friend had it on his computer, so I played a little bit, and it was fun. But then came the PS2 games. They were the third-person 3D ones. You know, they blew the whole world away. 
and I never bought the games, but I played them at people's houses. And I always ended up using their save file, so all there was to do for me in the games was run around and aimlessly and blow crap up. Right. But I've never really found that kind of thing fun. Mm-hmm. So I missed out on both of the, well, all those games on PS2 because, I don't know, I just couldn't get into it just due to me never picking it up and playing these later saves. I didn't know any of the characters. Mm-hmm. I still don't know any of their names. Oh, I know. I, I don't know anything about the worlds. I There's people that pretty much only play those games. It's it's a funny thing for me because I really love the third one. Obviously, the first time I played it, it blew my mind. Second one, I think, where the third one was like a, a movement in gameplay, I feel like this, the... Uh, uh, Vice City was like a, a piece of art to me. It, like it took what Number Three did and then made this great story, and it looked awesome, and the aesthetic was cool. Um, but we talked about this. Well, never mind. We talked about it on the show, but you guys aren't going to watch the show, so never mind. Uh, but the funny thing about that is, like, but I also after Vice City, I had extreme Grand Theft Auto fatigue of that franchise. It's like, oh, you know, I mean, you had enough, enough, right? But I always find myself picking the games up and playing them again. So it's like, no matter how much I want to get away from it because it's just, I'm tired of it, yeah. it pulls me back in. So I didn't like San Andreas. I didn't like Grand Theft Auto 4. But I dug Grand Theft Auto 5. It pulled me back in. But uh, I, I tried getting into Grand Theft Auto 4 several times. It's such an abysmal and I, I couldn't character do it. and story. It's like, man, to bring... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I don't want to get into that, but I just... The franchise... It's one of those franchises, right? At least to me, it is. It's like, no matter how I feel about the last one, I always feel like it's still a good game, technically, and I just, I should play it. So yeah. it's, that's franchises. It's like, that's the problem with franchises, too. It's like, I feel like I should play, uh, you know, everyone wants new IPs, new IPs, but you know what you're going to get from this franchise, right? So it's kind of one of those, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. As... Again, characters, and I wasn't interested in the character of that game, part four. Right. Well, you should play five. It's good. Well, there's three people I can get annoyed with or love. Or you can just play online. Yeah, I I could see myself doing that. What would be cool is if that was cross-platform, like any platform. Since your character's online with the servers, you might as well be able to somehow communicate. Or, or get it on PS4, maybe. It'd be tough. But... That's what you should do. Yeah, I'll Dave. probably I'll probably get it on PS4 so I can play with Dave. Dave. Yeah, because cool. I haven't never gotten to play an online game with Dave. Borderlands, but he was in the same room. Yeah, he was in the same <laughs> room, so that doesn't count. <laughs> well, that that can be the next one we talk about. What? Borderlands. Oh, border. Oh, Borderlands. Here's a franchise. Yeah, that's a franchise I love. Uh, but I have I have no interest in the pre sequel though. Me neither. I I don't know why. I just haven't really been looking into it. And it's not it's not by Gearbox, eh? So it's it's just basically a reskin of the engine from Borderlands Two with some new. I mean, it has new characters. Yeah, it does. But I I think it's because I'm I've just never really been a fan of sub sequels. It's like the in betweeners before the next big game. I feel like they're just giving it to us to kind of like here it is, just hold us over until the proper sequel comes out. I mean, it's called pre-sequel. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and it's like, I don't want that game. Uh, are you interested about, I mean, obviously the franchise has moved over to the Telltale. 
uh, game. I heard some I'll, pretty. I'll per- probably pick it up. I heard some pretty cool things about that. Yeah, but I, they'll probably release the season pass for twenty bucks if you buy it at release, right. and I'll probably do that because I love the Borderlands world. The characters are hilarious, and the company is really good at writing the people into the story. Were you surprised uh, that that game was that franchise was used that way with that? Yes, company? I. I can see, like, a big comic book series based off of Borderlands. I actually bought the comics that were based off of, like, the origins of the first four characters. Good or bad use of franchise? They were pretty bad comics. (laughs) But if they were done properly and actually given a budget and a chance, they could have been really... It it was okay. It didn't stand out. It didn't. I feel like it should, like, look... Like Borderlands the game, did it look at all like that cell shaded kind of Borderlands look? Mm, the art wasn't even that half-assed. Oh wow, huh? It's too bad. Yeah, I, I love Borderlands, but I wasn't a big fan of those comics, and it was kind of weird timing for it as well because the comics came out like halfway through Borderlands two, and it was just introduction stories for the first game's characters. So, uh, like, yeah, you're playing or reading this comic about Mordecai and you're playing Borderlands 2. Like, oh, he's in there. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess it drops spoilers. I don't know. I mean, that, you got Oh, spoilers. That game's been out for a couple you know, of years. But, you know, but I'm just saying, like, the comic can do that Everybody to the game is what that. I'm saying. I'm saying, like, the comic can spoil the fact yeah. that he's in the game or... I don't know. Yeah, they really should have done something different. I, I would like to see... Borderlands spread its wings like the Telltale series. I think will be really cool. I just, uh, I think that's a cool use of the franchise. I just, I, I question why they just. I mean, obviously it's for money. I mean, obviously they're just. I just. Well, I think, it's I, a huge brand, and their fans want more. They're drooling. I get it. That's and that's what franchises do. Yeah. Like Assassin's Creed has been milking us. I mean, yearly on Assassin's Creed, and I've been a stern, uh, you know, against the way they, they drop games yearly for Assassin's Creed because they haven't really fixed anything. Granted, they fixed... Not, they didn't fix anything. They added this cool layer on top of this latest Assassin's Creed. And then the new one, Unity, that's coming out with a multiplayer. I mean, that looks really yeah. cool. But it's like... Yeah, it's another Assassin's Creed game, really. I mean, I get to do it with four people, but we all four get to run into a wall together? I mean, yay! <laughs> I I think that will be more fun just with one or two people. Frustration. Misery loves company. It should be called Assassin's Creed Misery Loves Company. Yeah, that could be... (laughs) That sounds like a sitcom. Yeah, right. I'm going to... The Assassin's Creed sitcom series. Maybe we should should stream it on Twitch or something when we start playing that together. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. That would be fun. So, like, rifle off some of your other favorite franchises. God of War. God of War? What's uh, I, you know? I have never played God of War. Oh, I have God of War three. You should totally play it. I, you know, and I like button mashers sometimes. Come Not on, you time. you love Devil May Cry. I know. I mean, that's a franchise that you've I been don't... a fan of. Uh, Bayonetta is a new franchise that you like. You know what I find funny? Uh, yeah. Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, right. You liked that? Come on, but what are you, know, you talking about? Do you know what I find funny though? It's like I'm a huge Sony fanboy, but I'm not. A huge fan of their exclusive franchises. That's funny. I don't like Uncharted. I, don't. I love Uncharted. Uh, God of War is fine. I just I have never played it. It's just kind of funny. I, th- I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> I you you need to play God of War three part two. Of course, like most games, part two is the best. Is it really? Is it really? Very common. I just have that. I 
it, the cool thing is that because I've been playing, I got that uh, the first God of War demo in the mail because I yeah. I don't know why. Once upon a time, once upon a time they sent it, and I played it. I was like, oh, this is awesome, mm-hmm. and then just never played any of them. <laughs> well, they always have these epic scenes where you fighting something somewhere, and it's on this scale that you've never even imagined, like how big this monster is, and you look up at it when you're all the way on the ground, and it actually shows this massive scale of how big of a challenge you have in front of you. And the story, you like over-the-top stories. Right. That's God of War. I know. I, I, this just, Everything in God of War are things that you say you love, and, I just never, and you've just never played it. I don't what have the a, hell? I don't have a hate for it. I just I don't know why. I've just never... It's such a good series. All right. I'll give it a try at some point. I have a lot of games to play, though, Jared. <laughs> and uh, God of War Ascension, nobody played, as far as I know. But it's still probably a decent game. Yeah, may, probably. Not, but they it, they concentrated too much on the online, which well, I don't think anybody really liked. It may not have held. I bet if I played it and not played any of the other ones, I probably would have liked. Yeah, it. I but it's like that. it's probably. I think what they judged against that one is like it didn't hold up to the rest of the series, which I understand. Do you, do you think God of War Ascension is the uh, the sub sequel in between the main sequels? Oh, I'm sure. Though I'm sure there's going to be. A, I'm surprised there wasn't an announcement of God of War. Well, kind of. I don't know. I, I couldn't see them pushing God of War and Uncharted in the same show. I mean, those are... Yeah, they'd be saying, yeah, look at these big-ass games that we have coming. Yeah, well. But, I don't know. I, I think they need their own separate times. All right, more franchises. Throw out Go something. ahead. Uh, I'll throw out one that's not game or story-related. No characters. Gran Turismo. Huge, yes, huge Gran Turismo guy. I've, I've always been a fan of Gran huge, Turismo. Huge Gran Turismo guy. I mean, I have all of them from PS2 onwards. I don't have the PlayStation. Oh, wait, I might have play. I might have Gran Turismo too. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to check. I don't know, but uh, I love that game. Uh, other franchises. Uh, uh, Tomb Raider. Huge Tomb Raider fan. Old school Tomb Raider, new school Tomb Raider. Looking forward to the new Tomb Raider they announced. I didn't really get into Tomb Raider. I played the first two, and I didn't complete either of, either of them. I don't know. I, I remember the challenge ramping up really high. The puzzles were simple enough, but the battles really were terrible in the first two. So, and I never jumped into the remakes, or not remakes, but the sequels they did on PS2, even PS3. But when the new stories came out just tomb raider mm-hmm. i love it that that new tomb raider was amazing and they have that sequel like you were saying come out uh so anybody that hasn't played tomb raider should <laughs> on that new one except matt dean who fucking hates tomb raider <laughs> yeah sadly sadly that was just due to timing issues I mean, it was just uh, he was having troubles defeating this specific enemy. You have to time your attacks and dodging on. He can't play video games. Yeah, so that's sad. So, like, franchises also could be, like, comic books. So, like, Marvel franchises, you know, like X-Men. I have, like, a lot of X-Men games. I have a Wolverine games. I, like, I buy all those. I like those How many of of them are good? Oh, that's a tough one. (laughs) That's, yeah. (laughs) That's the problem with that. Like, the Spider-Man franchise. Spider-Man is a franchise, but there's a lot of different Spider-Man games by different developers yeah and so like some are hit or miss some are good some are really bad i mean we played that spider-man 3 movie game you had on ps oh no, wow, the controls was, were terrible that was brutal yeah i mean uh, oh the transformers like that's a tra- that's a that, franchise well, the newer ones but the new uh the uh, high moon the two one that they did 
that was those the Cybertron games. Those are awesome. But I guess they're done with those. They did the latest. The What's latest the Transform- Dark Spark is the new one. Yeah, but out? that's based on the movie. Oh, and it's not going to be like the the Cybertron games. So it's like, eh, I don't care about that. I want to see right. the Cybertron trilogy. Well, uh, when it comes to franchises, uh, I've mentioned Mass Effect. So I'm a huge fan of that. But uh, one I'd like to see more of is Dead Space. I hope that's not completely over. I still haven't played the third one, but I really want to pick it up sometime because I'm a huge fan of that series. It got decent reviews, but I I feel like it just kind of got forgotten. Yeah, it must have come out at the wrong time or people just weren't interested, I think. Franchise fatigue, like we were talking about. It's like, eh. Well, I think a lot of people were scared to pick it up because they assumed that it was way more action-based and fast-paced than the originals. You know, the originals, they were kind of about management. You know, like a lot of uh, action or uh, sci-fi, not sci-fi, but horror games, it's about managing your ammo and, you know, just having that environment where you just have to be really careful. And from what I heard, that game was all about just blowing crap up and just shooting. There you go. Here's your third-person shooter. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the best franchise out today? Oh, jeez. Give me more Mass Effect. Mass Effect? Mass Effect. I'm deep into Mass Effect, and I want more. I was kind of pissed what EA showed. I would have rather them showed nothing than a couple of sketches. You know what? I'm actually glad that they didn't show anything really of, of importance because it... If they if they had announced like a big game at this point, like there's a full trailer and it was like releasing early 2015, I'd be franchise fatigue for me. Well, yeah, I'm glad they didn't show anything like gameplay wise or anything like that because I want them to spend a lot of time thinking about this game. I feel like they don't really know what they want to do with it either. That's okay. <laughs> Let them take their time. Well, isn't that scary? No. Oh, okay. It'll happen either way. Oh. But they they learned their lesson with Mass Effect three. Mm. Not to rush it out. Right. I mean, if you didn't hear about that, Mass Effect 3, when it came out, people went through the story and beat that game. And everybody was pissed I wasn't at the pissed. ending. I, was, I wasn't pissed. I was, I, I was perfectly okay with it. But there was a lot of fans that ruffled feathers. and Yeah, and so they, and so they bowed down and like they came out with a patch ending. And it's like, why did you guys do that? Just... Just yeah, be artsy and not give give in. You sometimes you gotta like stick to your. It guns. just it just delayed all the imminent DLC that I really wanted to play. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. That Instead true. of watching a pretty ending, I didn't play any of the DLC this time. I think I did. The only one I didn't get to play I heard was the best one. The one on the Citadel is what that title of that DLC was. I guess it brought in a lot of the old characters. It was more of a remembrance of the game series i think but it was stories from each character or something like that i i don't know exactly but i need to pick it up the only problem is it's really expensive even still like it went on sale recently it was like 12 bucks on sale oh, wow. for dlc i don't like to spend too much money on dlc need for speed is another franchise i love i haven't played much of need for speed the very very first one on the ps1 i played that and I really sucked at racing. That was early on me. And, and one of the things that come back that we talked about on the show, Burnout, great franchise. Yeah, Burnout is awesome. Uh, I'm naming Burnout all the Paradise. Right now. <laughs> well, one series I really want to come back in a big way. Not I've mentioned this on a couple of past shows, but the Legacy of Kane series. All right. 
I miss that. I Legacy do. Legacy Kane Soul Reaver. I mean, would you settle for Soul Reaver? Yeah, Soul Reaver was great. Those stories were wonderful. Uh, the last one that I played that I really enjoyed the story was Legacy of Kane Defiance, and that was on PS2. Wait, didn't they? Aren't they dropping some kind of arcade Legacy Kane? Yeah, it's gonna be like a online battle game or something like yeah, that. That's I don't never, know. That's never good. Yeah, it doesn't sound good to me. I'll probably jump in if it's free to see what it's all about. Batman's but, a great franchise we didn't mention. Yes. Uh, well, there's been a lot of Batman there's been games. A, there's been a lot of Batman games, and several of them were good before the Arkham This is true. This is true. Series. Arkham City. Arkham franchise. Yeah, game. Arkham franchise, of course, uh, changed the way that people are going to look at superhero games in the future. Um, I'm just trying to rifle some off. Um, I don't know. I. Jeez. There's, there's, a, I mean, there's so many. It's funny. We always cry for new IPs, but the new IPs that are successful become franchises. Yeah. And then we complain again. It's, it's just like this, you know, cyclical well, thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you've you've always been a non-fan of most of the Call of Duty series. You like one of them. Isn't that just Black Ops? Not Black Ops, but Modern Warfare the 1 first or modern, 2? The first Modern Well, no, I like Call of Duty 3, the the World War Two one, right? World at, or... No, no. Oh, it's, like back in the PS2 days. Or PC, or PC, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that old, that one's pretty solid. And then Modern Warfare came out, and that's a good game. And it's like, I don't hate these games. I just feel like the franchise itself is just kind of stale at this point. Like, that is a franchise I have fatigue of. Holy cow. Am I done with that franchise? Well, I don't know. They they kind of switched it up, but they're they're still doing modern stuff. But uh, the new one Probably the same comes engine. out. They haven't really said anything about the engine, as far as I know, but at least they're taking it more into the future, which I'm pretty excited about. I'll probably end up picking uh, Advanced Warfare up. Well, going on into the future, Jared, it is time of the show where I talk about what's coming out. What's coming out? I what's don't know, because I haven't looked. What's, you know what? Hardly anything. Uh, I'll mention what came out last week really quickly. Um, if you were watching the press conference, Sony's press conference, uh, you could get Entwined for PS4. Um, also on Xbox, they released Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix Hyper Edition <laughs> that EX. That <looks> so cool. <laughs> Alpha DLC. I'm sorry, I didn't. Uh, uh, that was last week. Uh, Enemy Front for PC came out last week. Uh, this week, the only game that's coming out tomorrow, EA Sports UFC. For PS4 and Xbox One, I know Jared's going to pick that up. And, I, I know uh, one person that might pick it up. And I guess because Wii U likes to be different, uh, Pushmo World for Wii U comes out tomorrow, uh, the 19th. And that's... Pushmo? Yeah, I don't know what Pushmo is. Some Wii U game, though. You Pushmo? Pushmo? Who's Mo? Uh, it's one word, Pushmo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now I just really want to Pushmo. Anyway, Jared, uh, that's around about the end of the show. Where can they find us? Well, there's several places. Uh, we have still only received an email from JPK. Oh, just quickly, Matt Dean texted me because he's playing Borderlands 2. I'm killing bone farts. Bone farts. Anyway, there you go, Matt. Okay, so thanks, AutoCorrect, <laughs> obviously. Well, again, our email address is thecouchcoopshow at gmail.com. There's Google+. Plus. Uh, you might know what to do there. So uh, that's enough about Google+. Plus. Don't forget to check out the show if you want to check out our video faces at youtube.com slash milkmanpictures. And, of course, Facebook is where we spend most of our time. That's oh, facebook.com so slash couch co-op show. Facebook.com. Facebook.com. <laughs> 
And uh, don't forget about Twitter. I'm on there every so often at Couch Co-op Shows with an S. And first for gamers, what are we? First for gamers, we're Couch Co-op Show. All right, and go to iTunes. Leave us love. That helps us a lot. Love, love, love. I'm Ian. I'm Jared. And this has been the Couch Co-op Podcast. See you guys later. Bye.